By Gods and Kings, Verity's Pursuant takes place in the fictional world of Dunai. Each chapter is available on Kindle Vela. For more information on By Gods and Kings or more of our works from Script Crib, please check out our YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or Patreon pages. Dorilius paced the length of his dimly lit chamber, the vast expanse of ancient tomes and scrolls surrounding him like a fortress built from the chronicles of time. The air was thick with the scent of parchment and ink, the essence of knowledge emanating from the countless repositories that filled every nook and cranny of the room. Moonlight filtered through the tall, narrow windows, casting ethereal patterns upon the smooth floor beneath his feet. His eyes brushed over the countless volumes that covered the towering shelves, each marked with intricate sigils of Varelsk. These were the prized collections of wisdom gathered from the farthest reaches of Dunai, carefully procured and preserved by his loyal archivists. He could feel the weight of their contents bearing down on him, the unending responsibility to record and safeguard the ever-shifting landscape of history. As he walked, the hem of his ceremonial robes whispered against the floor, the fabric rustling softly in the stillness of the chamber. The stark white strands of his hair fell gently across his furrowed brow, betraying his deep-rooted concern. Dorilius knew that change was on the horizon, a torrent of war and treachery ready to be unleashed upon the world he had vowed to protect, the world that he had helped to create. Master, a voice called out softly, drawing his attention from his thoughts. He turned to find one of his archivists standing before him, a young woman with an expression both serene and resolute. They are ready for you. Thank you, Dorilius replied, his gaze lingering on her for a moment before returning to the labyrinth of knowledge that surrounded him. In these uncertain times, it was crucial that his archivists were prepared, their minds sharpened like finely honed blades to document the machinations of fate. With a nod to the young woman, Dorilius straightened his shoulders and prepared to face the assembly of archivists that awaited him. His heart was heavy with foreboding, but he knew that he must be vigilant. History was on the verge of repeating itself, and while Dorilius enjoyed to watch the squabbles and minor conflicts that cascaded throughout Dunai, he knew that this conflict would be the one that would test the foundations that he had helped to create. The first war of the gods was deadly, and saw the gods' realms sundered from Dunai. Originally, each god had their own dominion that was attached to Dunai. However, after the vast amount of lives lost in the eternal turmoil, Thessia demanded that the realms be separated, but still connected with Dunai. Each realm surrounded Dunai and could be seen in the night sky. However, the gods were still allowed to walk along Dunai, and they could come and go as they pleased. Vesia demanded peace, but it only reduced the conflict to a simmer. A new war was to be waged, and once Malarus married Elise Mertrand, a god-touched servant of Vesia, the fuse was lit. The second war of the gods, the conflict that brought the god-touched servants onto the battlefield, was what truly brought Dorilius pause. In the original war of the gods, it was merely priests and personal armies waging wars against one another, nearly wiping out the populations in various skirmishes. The disregard for life was irresponsible and Vestia had to take action. The introduction of the god-touched servants made the war unpredictable. The hushed whispers of countless pages fluttering on the edge of time welcomed Aurelius as he stepped into the vast hall, its vaulted ceiling soaring above like an ancient forest canopy. The air was thick with the scent of ink and parchment, a testament to the ceaseless work of his devoted archivists. Spirits of knowledge seemed to dance in the very air itself, their ethereal forms swirling around him as he prepared to address his disciples. I told you earlier my feelings on the Wharton legacy and how it shaped Dunai forever, he began, appearing solemn in front of the gathered archivists. But now I feel we need to discuss what actually happened and how the men and women that I trusted to do the right things ultimately could not. Dorilius paused and composed himself. 
And while I would like to say that the true conflict began on the Isle of Wharton, which the physical violence did, the true first act of aggression came in the deserts of Urne, in the city of shifting sands, when the goddess of shadows paid visit to the goddess of life. The desert city of Yark lay bathed in the ethereal glow of the twin moons, Dunai's celestial guardians casting their silver-tinged light upon the slumbering world below. The hushed whispers of night cloaked the city in a veil of silence, broken only by the occasional rustle of wind-blown sand snaking its way through the empty streets. Sayeria, goddess of shadow, stepped into the dreamscape with measured grace, her obsidian eyes reflecting the luminous dance of the moons above. She took in the closed shutters and locked doors that lined the street, an unspoken decree of reverence for the slumbering deity within their midst. A faint smile flickered across her lips, the irony not lost in her as she was accompanied by several shadows, loyal and unseen, like wraiths awaiting her bidding. Such devotion, she murmured to herself, the words laced with equal parts amusement and disdain. And yet, they cower behind their walls, blind to the true power that walks among them, her footsteps echoed softly against the cobblestone path, a gentle syncopation with the whispering breeze that caressed her raven hair and silken robes. The darkness trailed behind her, a retinue of shadowy specters born from the deepest corners of Ceres, her eternal realm. They were her allies, her confidants, her instruments of power, and they followed her with unwavering fidelity. As Sayeria approached the Grand Temple of Dahar, she caught sight of the immense sculpture of the Goddess of Life standing sentinel at the entrance. The finely carved stone depicted Dahar in all her radiant beauty, resplendent in her autumnal tresses and wreathed in ethereal blooms. The very image of life, hope, and renewal stood before her, a stark contrast to the shadowy tendrils that coiled around the goddess of shadow. Ah, sister, Sayeria scoffed, her voice a velvet caress of spite. How fitting that you surround yourself with such fragile creations, so easily shattered. Nerilil, the goddess of illumination and sister of Sayeria, was closely aligned with Dahar, and now, here she was trekking through her capital city on Dunai. Sayeria's laughter echoed in the stillness of the night, a haunting melody that scattered the shadows and sent a shiver down the spine of the sleeping city. The Grand Temple of Dahar lay before Sayeria, a symphony of sandstone and gold, its towering arches reaching for the heavens like the outstretched arms of the goddess of life herself. The air within the temple was odorous with the heady scent of myrrh and jasmine, a potent reminder of that which Dahar held dear. Such opulence, Sayeria sneered beneath her breath, disdain dripping from every syllable as she glided through the hallowed halls. And yet I feel no warmth here, only the chill of sterile life. Her footsteps left nary a whisper upon the polished marble floors, her shadowy entourage billowing around her like a cloak of darkness. She could feel the eyes of the priests upon her, their gazes laden with equal parts curiosity and trepidation. They gave her a wide berth, scurrying away from her path like startled mice before a predator. Ah, but what is this? She mused, catching sight of the large chamber at the heart of the temple. A sanctum hidden away from prying eyes. How intriguing. Yet, before she could cross the threshold, a lone figure stepped into her path. Clad in the resplendent robes of his station, the priest raised a hand to halt her advance, his voice trembling with both fear and defiance. Enough, intruder, he cried. You have defiled these sacred grounds with your very presence. Be gone, lest the wrath of the goddess be visited upon you. Sayeria regarded him coolly, her obsidian gaze pinning him like a butterfly to a board. Her slender fingers danced in the air, summoning forth her faithful shadows. The darkness coalesced around the hapless priest, tendrils of midnight wrapping themselves around his body like the embrace of a lover. Such foolish bravery, Zaria sighed, her voice tinged with a hint of regret, 
but I have no time for your theatrics. The shadows squeezed tighter, crushing the life from the priest's body with merciless force. With a soundless scream, he was reduced to naught but a pile of shattered bones, their ivory sheen gleaming in the dim light of the temple. Let that be a lesson to any who would dare stand against me, Sayeria intoned, stepping over the remains as she continued on her path. The chamber door groaned with protest as Sayeria pushed it open, the ancient hinges grinding against the weight of centuries. Inside, the air was perfumed with a mixture of exotic incense, heavy and sweet, cloying at her senses. It danced in delicate tendrils around the room, their wisps disappearing into the ornate tapestries that lined the walls, each one depicting the myriad of aspects of life itself. Upon a throne carved of living stone sat Dahar, the goddess of life, her autumn hair cascading over her shoulders like a waterfall of fire. She exuded an aura of serenity that seemed somehow out of place amidst the tension of the world beyond the chamber walls. Her eyes, pools of verdant green, regarded Sayeria with a mixture of curiosity and caution. Ah, Dahar, Sayeria said, a sardonic smile gracing her lips as she stepped over the scattered bones littering the floor, remnants of her recent encounter. How delightful to find you here in your sanctum, hidden away from the chaos outside. Sayeria, Dahar replied, her voice cool and measured. I would ask what brings you to my temple, but I fear I already know the answer. You walk a dangerous path, meddling in matters that do not concern you. Concern me? Sayeria scoffed, her eyes narrowing as the shadows at her feet writhed in tandem with the growing anger. When the world teeters on the brink of war, it concerns us all. Malarus has thrown down the gauntlet, old friend. His reckless actions threaten to engulf us all in conflict. Malarus, Dahar countered, her verdant gaze hardening like emeralds. No, it is Xylene who fans the flames of this war. He would see the tides rise to swallow us all if it meant furthering his ambitions. You would be wise to remember that. Xylene is a serpent, true, Sayeria conceded, her voice dripping with disdain. But it is not Malarus who wields the sword against him. The chaos he sows serves none but himself and those who stand in his shadow. Besides, he has chosen to align himself with Vesia and marry her god-touched. Everything that has happened so far could have been avoided if it weren't for his ambitions. Dahar stood from her throne and rolled her eyes, the sight of Sayeria and her shadowy tendrils bringing her paws. Open war on Dunai was not something she yearned for, like some of her contemporaries. She preferred peace and tranquility over conflict and brinksmanship. However, with the goddess of shadows in her chambers on Dunai, she knew she had to at least appear powerful and assertive. Ah, so you've chosen your side then, Dahar asked, a hint of bitterness seeping into her words. You align yourself with the god of the tides in this conflict. Let us not speak of alliances, Sayeria replied, her tone dismissive. I have no love for Xylene nor Malarus, but I cannot stand idly by while they drag our world into ruin. And what do you propose we do? Dahar demanded, her frustration evident. Should we join them on their battlefield, spilling blood in the name of peace? Perhaps, Sayeria mused, a wicked gleam in her obsidian eyes. The air within the chamber grew heavy with tension, the weight of words yet unspoken pressing down upon them like a smothering tide. Dahar's eyes narrowed as she regarded the goddess of shadow, her voice laden with suspicion. You ventured through the deserts to get here to see me in person, Sayeria. Tell me, what is it you truly want from me? Speak plainly lest I lose my patience. Sayeria allowed the corners of her mouth to curl into a sly smile, her obsidian eyes gleaming with dark intent. Very well, Dahar, she replied, shadows slithering around her like serpents eager for their mistress's command. I desire two things from the goddess of life, the first of which is to test the strength of your alliance with my sister, Nerilil. Test, Dahar scoffed, 
her voice laced with disbelief and annoyance. Nerlil and I are bound by loose ties, yes, but she remains a friend. She would never betray me. Friendship can be a fickle thing. We were all exiled from Tangresia together and wandered the void alone, forging relationships with those we met. Yet how many of those souls are here with us on Dunai? Sayeri amused, her gaze fixed on Dahar with unsettling intensity. Especially when the winds of war howl through the realms, threatening to tear asunder all that we hold dear. Dahar's expression hardened, her heart aching with the knowledge that Sayeri's words rang true. Still, she refused to yield, unwilling to let her fears consume her. And what is the second thing you seek, Shadow Walker? She asked, her voice steady despite the turmoil within. Sayeri's chuckle was soft, almost tender, though no warmth touched her eyes. Merely that you deliver a message to my dear sister, she said, the shadows coiling around her growing darker, more menacing. With Malaris and Xylene locked in open war, my sister and her soul bone are no longer safe. The shadows of Surus will come for her, and when we do, we shall finally put the goddess of illumination in her place. Dahar rolled her eyes as Sayeria's words hung in the air, heavy with the promise of violence. She knew well enough that Sayeria was serious. The stories of their open wars when they were on Tangresia were made of legend, and the blood spill between the two sisters could fill a vast ocean. But she also knew that to give in to fear was to surrender before the battle had begun. Tell Nerilil yourself, Dahar replied coldly, her autumn-hued hair shimmering like firelight as she stepped forward from her stone throne. I have no interest in being your messenger nor your pawn. Sayeria scoffed while keeping her eyes affixed to the goddess of life. Very well, Dahar, Sayerius said, her voice a whisper of silk and shadow. It was quite good to see you again, and I do love what you've done with your grand temple. I do pray that we are never at open war with one another. I'd hate to think of how my shadows would defile this beautiful place. Dahar exhaled slowly with Sayeria smirking from the corner of her mouth. After a few awkward moments, Sayeria turned away from Dahar, shadows enveloping her like a cloak as she swept from the chamber. With the goddess of shadow gone... Dahar was alone with her thoughts and the bitter taste of dread lingering on her tongue. It was highly unusual for gods to speak openly on Dunai, but while the conversation didn't bring her pause, the message did. The beacons of war were lit, and now, all the gods were forced to choose a side. Hey everybody, thanks again for listening to the By Gods and Kings podcast. For more information on By Gods and Kings, you can always visit our website at www.bygodsandkings.com. But hey, you can also find us on Twitter, at By Gods and Kings. You can also find us on Facebook and even Reddit. We look forward to giving more content to you guys. You guys have a great afternoon. We'll see you on the other side.